When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with... JB. Mike Molina. And Andy Rapp Bernard. And our special guest... Michelle Redman. Look at that. How long? How many years has it been since I've seen you? It's been at least... Since I started working down at the U, so it's been a good seven, ten years. It's been a long... Oh, my God. Unbelievable. We're going to uh, begin the show in just a couple of minutes with a story about a certain hole of golf that Michelle just had to tear my heart out, and I'll never forget as long as I live. And we'll be right back, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. I love Dean Martin. And if my mother loved Dean Martin. That so all mine. You Honestly, your mother, your mother loved Dean Martin. Yep, she did. See, how great is that? How wonderful. Michelle Redman in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Michelle and I used to play golf many, many years ago. So we'll just we'll just break the seal immediately. Uh, probably 20 years ago. That seemed about right. Probably pretty close. Pretty close. Yep. 20 years ago, we're playing golf out at what is now uh, Medina. It used to be Rolling Green. Okay. So we're playing golf, and we get to the 13th hole. It's a 242-yard par three. You remember this, though? Oh, yeah. It was the luckiest day for many reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky day. Lucky. (laughs) So I tee off, and I knocked it to about a foot from the hole. And I turned to Michelle, and I said, top that. 
She had a hole in one. <laughs> I will never forget it as long as I live. She knocked it in the hole. And I've never talked to her since. That was, a, that was enough for me. Honestly, God, Michelle, we used to have so much fun going out golfing. It was, God, it was a great time. And now you're a big shot. What are you, like a professor or something? What are you doing? No, no not, not, not on the <laughs> no. academic side, let's put it that way. No. But uh, I've been coaching down at the University right. of Minnesota women's team for, this is starting my seventh year already. So. Seven years already? Yeah. How's that? I'm really enjoying it. I've really, I, fu- I feel like I finally have a really good niche great group of kids mm-hmm. really coachable do well in school so it's it's fun to give back and and teach them how to play and get better no well that is good well you're a good person to teach them how to play and get better because you know when guys hit to a, a foot from the hole you just knock it in the hole and that's how <laughs> life is and, you know. Yeah, also, i'm not competitive at all no <laughs> god yes i don't you know i don't remember you being competitive right. at all when you got on the when did you what did you start playing golf uh, I was between 11 and 12. I was actually a pretty good tennis player. Oh, you before were? Before I took up golf. And my parents joined the country club. And I'll never forget it. The first day I was out there, my mom let me hit a shot. And I, for some reason, I have some pretty good hand-eye coordination. Yeah, and, well, playing uh, I could tennis. hit the ball really good. So I, I, really, I really got the bug as a kid, and I pretty much quit playing tennis pretty much the summer right after that. Is the tennis stroke somewhat like a golf swing? Sometimes. I've got a couple kids okay. on my team that play tennis, and they all kind of get that little dipping motion yeah. a little bit down yeah. to the ball. But it, it's pretty similar. Because I, hockey players tend to be really good golfers. Yep. So there are some sports that tend, maybe not an identical swing, but it's pretty close to a golf swing. Yep. Whereas me, just like hitting a base. Baseball does not match up with golf at all. Because Kirby Puckett... I will never forget, one of the greatest hitters of all time in baseball, he couldn't even hit a golf ball. I don't know. It was just a totally foreign swing for him. It, it, it's Kevin Garnett, I'll never forget this. We were out at Rush Creek, and it was for a charity tournament. And on the first hole, Kevin Garnett teed off and hit it so far out on the on the tip of the driver and so low on the ball that he hit the building behind him. <laughs> now, that's got to be nearly impossible. You would have to hit a perfect shot if you were trying to do what he was doing right. to do what he did. Absolutely. The ball spun and went backwards and hit the building. It was just the most bizarre <laughs> thing I've ever And he was a big, strong guy, so he hit it hard enough. Luckily, it didn't hit a window, but it hit, it hit the building behind him. I, I just. And you didn't teach him that shot? Ooh. Oh, so nothing's changed in 10 years. I see how it's going to be. No, I did not. I did not teach him that shot. But, no, golf, we were just talking off the air, but golf has changed somewhat in that, um, is it true that younger people aren't playing golf as much? Yeah, that's what they say. A lot mm-hmm. of it's the time demand, and, you know, a lot of courses have thought about adjusting how they, you know, align their golf course and how they route it so people can maybe only play three or six, yeah, three, right. you know, nine holes. Because they're they're building some 12-hole golf courses, I hear now. They are. Yeah, I heard that, which is probably a good idea for for a younger generation. I don't know. We tried to get Andy to play, but he had no interest in it. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. And Alex, for a while, did, but she didn't really have any interest in it either. I just think it's it's a whole different generation of people. It's just not... Because at one time, I suppose, joining a country club was a very big deal, socially, I suppose. Yeah, I've never yeah. really cared about the social aspect, that's for sure. No, but and that that's what it all was for me. Yeah, going and playing golf was fun and all the rest of it had a great time, but the social aspect of it, I just loved that part of it. And that's changed quite a bit, too, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I agree. It has. The traditional courses around town, like Minicott and some of those courses, yeah. a lot of people are still doing it. For the social purposes, but a lot yeah. of the you know public courses, it's really not like that. So yeah. golf is suffering from the same thing baseball is. Yeah, baseball, that, football. That uh, this generation can't handle slow pace thinking. Oh God, no! Baseball, baseball watching by by millennials is almost nil. They just will not watch baseball because it sometimes takes four hours to play one game. They don't have time for that. Right. I mean, unless you can text in the score, they have, <laughs> they have no interest in it whatsoever, which is too bad because it was at one time, well, it still is. It's a very classy sport, don't you think? Yes. If there's a sport that's classy, it would probably be tennis or golf, <laughs> I would imagine. Absolutely. I suppose that's, that's probably right. And 
I don't know how it lost its luster there. I, it has a, I don't know, what is the image now, Andy, of golf for people your age? Um, I, I think it's the same as always, basically. It's for rich people. So they you just consider it's too much money. That's the other thing about millennials. They will not spend a lot of money on anything. They just won't do it. You know, they go and pick out their fruit-flavored beer, and they're really happy. That's what they like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still don't understand. We were just talking about that in the, in the previous segment. It's beer. Calm down. Drink a beer, whatever. You always carry your own little flavor bottles with you and pour a little bit in the beer. But, oh, it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, I remember I, I first joined. It was because of Jeff Passalt, as a matter of fact. He came on the show in 1988 or almost 89. Well, that was still 88, I think. And he introduced. No, it was, yeah, it was late 88 because in 89, the spring of 89, he introduced me to golf. I had never played golf before. So he introduced me to golf, and it ended up costing me a lot of money. So thanks, Passel. Way to go. Way to go, my friend. But, yeah, I, I just, um, it's just one of those sports that was so much fun. You go out in your foursome. And then, then they started, as soon as they started allowing fivesomes, I was not wild about that either. It's like, really, a fivesome of people? Eh. Wasn't golf supposed to be played originally with two people? I think so, actually. In Scotland? I think so, Like yes. they played played twosomes and that was it. Yeah. And you got through in about, you know, two and a half hours, something like that, yep. walking. Yeah, it was a good walk. You got in two and a half hours, and you even if you had lunch, or whatever, it was three and a half hours. Now, I swear to God, two years ago when I when I stopped playing, we would go and have breakfast at seven thirty, and then we would tee off at eight thirty, and then we get off the golf course about one o'clock because five sims take four and a half hours to play, and then we had lunch, and then you went home and you got home at about three thirty in the afternoon. I mean, it was it was a nine hour day to play golf. It's a lot of time. Yeah, it's an event. And a lot of these younger kids now are looking for that instant gratification. Too. Yep. And with golf, you don't get that right away. I mean, golf is hard. It takes a lot of work to be able very to, hard to be manage yourself around the golf course, not just physically, but mentally. No quite. How many – there have to be some stats out there that how many people – how many people are plus, plus handicaps? There can't be – I mean – a couple of thousand maybe? Yeah, there's probably not that many, yeah. There's probably even not that many. Yeah. To be a plus handicap is unbelievable. Is it true that Tiger Woods was once a plus 10? Is that true? How could you be? No, I don't know about that. I don't know how you possibly yeah. could be. I was so, no, he was a plus 10. I was like, no, he did not shoot 62 every day. No. No, he did not. So I don't know if I'm going to believe has he, even, has he ever shot 59 in a tournament? No. I didn't think so. No, he's never shot 59. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just... It, that era was also a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. To play golf, and then the Tiger Woods era began. To watch him play golf was phenomenal. Because then you would actually realize, because you went out and tried to do this yourself, uh, man, I, well, Rocco Mediate, who's supposed to be here, you said <laughs> you're going to be here, you pill. But he's not here. Um, we were playing a couple years ago, and he hit this magnificent drive on the first hole at Golden Valley. Just a wonderful drive. I said, God, you did, man, you just got a hold of that one. He goes, you know what's amazing about that? He always calls me T. You know what's amazing about that, T? I said, what's that? And he goes, Rory McIlroy would be about 50 yards past me. <laughs> man! <laughs> so basically, he'd be on the green on a par five. But yeah, other than that, uh, but but yeah, I think that, that excitement of a new sport and playing it with my friends and played a lot of golf with Passolt and, and just to be out there to go for a walk, sometimes ride a cart, but just to be out uh, in the elements in Minnesota in the summertime was really a huge part of it. And then Tiger Woods came along and, and you, it was just fascinating to watch. I caught the tail end of, of Jack Nicklaus's career um, and all, all those great players and all these great female players came along. Michelle Redmond. You know. <laughs> well, Tiger supposedly is five under or shot five under. Today. I think he's is he he was he was one out of the lead last time I checked, but I don't know if he's leading today or not. Yeah, he's played pretty good. He shot five under on the front nine. Eagled eagled the ninth hole. I saw his swing's looking pretty good. I was pretty impressed with what I was seeing. Can his that. body handle it though? Well, I mean, he has racked up some injuries on that body. 
Well, from what I've read, Hank Haney's been making some comments about his golf swing. Yeah. And they all think that the way he's swinging now, it can yeah, sustain I, itself, actually. I saw something on uh, oh, the golf, golf Channel. Yes, I go there. No, I don't play. <laughs> no, but, but, the watching the Golf Channel is interesting, though. Yeah. I do like watching the Golf Channel. And they were showing his swing from a year and a half ago and his swing in his practice round. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, this swing right now, if he keeps this, it'll serve him well. Yeah, because he was swinging. I don't know. I I remember Jack Nicholas. The first comment I ever heard him say about Tiger Woods what, was, "He he can't swing that hard for his entire career. There's no way your body can handle it. He just had so much torque. I mean, you watch some of these major league pitchers and the in slow motion. Why their arms don't fall off? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, some of these yeah, guys, it's not made to to bend and snap. No, that way. I mean, honestly, their forearms mm-hmm. are like kind of C-shaped. Yeah, it's like your bones are not supposed to be doing that. What are you doing? And that's why the ligaments give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Was it Dave Dravecki whose arm just snapped, snapped in, in half? half? Yeah. Oh, that was something to watch. Huh. This guy's forearm snapped really? in half. Yeah. Oh, he had God. just beat oh. cancer, so you know he. Oh. oh, I do remember. Did that. he have bone cancer? No, we had some, oh. but he had been taking um, chemo, which probably lessened the density of his bones or whatever. And yeah, he was on the mound pitching, and he threw a pitch. And all, yeah, all I remember that now. You saw the front end yeah. of his arm just flapping back and forth. Mm. Not necessarily good. No. That's all I have to that say. That was Tony Saunders. Oh, it was Tony Saunders. No, it was Dave Dravecki. It was Dave Dravecki. Oh, it's happened to more than one pitcher. It absolutely has. You're right. It also was, uh, but that was back in 1989. Right. Oh, Andy, oh, that's way back, back. with you old oh, it's people. Like it's, <laughs> it's old enough that it's like barely exists on the internet. Oh, really? But he did have cancer surgery on his arm. Oh, did he? So oh, it must have metastasized to his bone. And then oh. since it broke, he had to get it amputated. Oh, yeah. yeah he had to get his arm cut off. Yikes. He had to cut his arm off. Well, yeah, when it snapped, nice. it probably released a bunch of, you know, cancer cells or something. So they were like, we're just going to take it off. Michelle, why do, you, why do you think that so many young Asian women, particularly Korean women, are so good at this game? Because they, they're starting at a younger age. They're getting taught properly yeah. oh, okay. at an earlier age, and they're just focusing only on golf. It'll be interesting to see how long they play since they do start so young. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them kind of burn out a little bit earlier than like some of the U.S. players yeah. would that start a little later. How did they get? Uh, how how did they get to the point where they were being taught well? How is there one person responsible for that saying no? This is the way it needs to go. There's kind of like a Harvey Pennick, that whole thing of you know. Uh, was there one specific person in Korea that just said this is the way to play golf? Well, I think everybody kind of tried to emulate Sayri Pak, and I think she kind of started oh, yeah. the whole. Yeah. Yeah the whole Asian influence on the tour, and it just kind of snowballed from there. I think the parents, it's crazy the parents have a lot to do with it and how they're pushing the kids over there. Oh, they do push the yeah. kids, yeah. That is true. Yep. And most of them, a lot of them don't go pro. A lot, or don't don't come over and go to school. They go pro right away, too. So, oh, really? Yeah. They just go pro right away? Mm-hmm. They do. Man. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, yes. I'd like <laughs> to see them come to school for four years and have a little better chance yeah, of getting be, some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that must make it very difficult to re- for recruiting, I would imagine. It does, a little bit. Yeah, you, I can see that. Yeah, especially the, like the Japanese players. Yep. They have a tendency to do that a little bit more. It's amazing. We'll be right back more with Michelle Redmond. JB's in studio. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at mypillow.com, keyword KQRS or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. 
and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's (laughs) dmrmethod.com. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. You are unbelievable. What you can find, Durbingle. <laughs> he actually died on a golf course. Did you know that one? In Spain, 1977. Yeah. He was in Spain walking the fairway, and Bing Crosby fell over dead. I didn't know he was on a golf course. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, he died playing golf. Absolutely, and his sons, who by the way hated him. Right. Because he uh, was not a very pleasant father, apparently. Uh, and I can't remember which kid because he's dead now. Boy, one of his sons, they, they asked him, I remember, on the news. And he said, can you believe the fact that your father probably died doing the thing he loved the most? Can you believe that he died in a golf course? And his son said, and I quote, well, everybody's got to believe in something, and I believe I'll have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Nice thing to say. We have a caller? Rocco. Ro- oh. We have me. Well, we were going to come in to see Michelle Redmond, but then you're too I big. Can't. Well, talk to my daughter about this. Oh, oh really? <laughs> it's Francesca's fault? I blame I blame everything on her. Michelle, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, totally. Yes. I want to hear you, you two guys. Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm getting older, but I hate the alternative, so I'm going to continue to get older like everybody else. That's right, exactly. Uh-huh. You're playing pretty good? Well, I, I haven't been, but I will be now. Lots of things are changing. Okay, but good. But more importantly, look who is playing really good out there right now. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Woods, yeah. It's pretty it's kind of fun to watch, it? isn't Not it? Not really. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good to him to be back, yeah. I, I mentioned something a couple weeks ago, and I got blistered for it. I went... Well, if he comes back and his body's okay and he knows where his ball's going, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride, and I just got ripped. He can't do anything. These kids are better than he was. I'm like, are you people out of your mind? You know you're speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, this person, I mean, this guy is in, and he's, he's two, by, I think he's one behind the lead right now. She's one he back, yeah. He hasn't played in a hundred years in golf, in golf life, you know what I mean? Right. A you know, hundred years. And all of a sudden, now he's going, excuse me, uh, but I'm back, and I'm not even started yet. Good luck. <laughs> Watch what happens. I'm telling you, if his body stays healthy, which it can, as strong as he is, but now he's all fixed up and his golf swing right. is better, we will see what happens. I, I'm not surprised anything this man does, so I can't wait to watch. <laughs> you, you guys both believe, both Rocco and Michelle, that's got to be really, really good for golf to have Tiger oh. back, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Ahead, I mean, Michelle, it's... You, you start out. I mean, I'm excited. I, I watched it today. I don't know that I would have watched the tournament had he not been playing, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of it today, Rocco? No, I was I was all over the place. So I'm just checking it out online. But Some of the I shots I saw. Yeah. It's good. He's, it's changing to the better because he's, he's a little limited, but he's still ripping. He's still hitting it out there really far. But you, you have to understand, this is the best player that ever walked on grass. Um, if he ever got his body back, which... You know, frankly, I've been there. I didn't know. If, I, I know you could do it because I did it. And if a, a schlub like me can do it, he can't really. Of course, he can, but it just took a while. Um, and now the golf swing is better. It, the club's a lot more up, which takes stress off. And he's staying taller. Um, I'd like to see him a little even, even a little taller for longevity-wise, as far as through impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. He does drop a touch, but and that's what causes all those problems in the early days. It just caught up with him. But um, I tell you what. I can't wait to Augusta National. <laughs> I, I was thinking that today, too, when I was watching it a little bit. I, Were you really? Yeah, I was, because I'll tell you, that three wood he hit into number nine today, was it was legit. It was it, I was impressed. And then he makes the well, putt. He, he had a two iron yesterday. He had 260 hole, little little, um, little right to left and against, and hit a little cut two iron in the middle of the green. I mean, that's Tiger. That's, 
that's what he does. I mean, uh, I can't roll a three wood on the green off a tee from that distance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it would have been a nice little cut driver for me right up onto the middle of somewhere where I could maybe find it again, maybe. But my point is, he's, he's always been, you know, when he played, he was always the best guy. And, um, you know, I, I do believe he can get back to that best guy if he stays, if he's able to continue to, to move at all. If he doesn't, then that's a whole different story. We, we won't know for a while, but um, for him to start out like it's not surprised. Um, I think everybody else is, but um, those who didn't hang around him or play in his era don't quite get it. And um, I talked with um, Matt Adams yesterday on the radio um, in the morning before the first round, and um, he said at the end of the thing, he goes, look, a couple, I talked to a couple players that have won multiple times on tour, and they're still playing, and some aren't still playing. They said there's no way he can, can hang with these kids. What do you think? And I said, are these people completely out of their adju- uh, ad- adjective mind? Are they completely nuts? Can they hang with him if he comes back? That's the question. Trust me when I tell you. And, I, and, and Matt's like, what are you talking about? I said, you don't really understand what's about to happen if he's healthy. You don't. He hadn't forgot. Why do you think that is that he is so far superior to most other golfers? Maybe every other golfer. I'll talk about your, 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 your greatest players. All the greatest players that played throughout your era before and now, there's a reason they're all the greatest players, because they do things we couldn't all the time they do. That's what makes them the greatest. Name one of them, and, I, and, and you'll get that answer. Michelle, name, name who was the best player you know, Annika, obviously, in, in your era, was the best, and, right. you know, as, as far as... She, she did things that no one else could do all the time. Absolutely. Um, and way before that, back, you know, Whitworth back in the day, Pat Bradley back in the day, they did things that you weren't supposed to do under the most intensive situations. And that's what he does more than anybody did. You know, Jack did it, Watson, Trevino, Jones, Hagen. So all those guys, the reason they're great is because they did things that other guys couldn't. Under the most uh, under the gun, I, you know that that's my opinion. But he, he did it better than anybody ever. The entire game, not just one part of it. It's almost like they that's wanted that to be in that position under the gun, and because that's when their best came out. Yeah, and there, a yeah, lot of people shy and, away from that. Especially in the big events, it's like the big events. But that's where you know, like a couple of years ago, you won five or six times, right? And I'm like, I remember someone asked me about it, and I go. Well, I'm sure he's not real pleased about that. What? They didn't win a major. He's winning. He's about winning majors. Of course, he wants to win tournaments. Oh, he needs two more. Yeah, I mean, but not like majors. You know, that's what he's about because he's still chasing that record. And I never doubted it, unless of course he never came back. He's still got a chance. People, people like you know, he still has a chance if he stays healthy. We'll see. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that. Uh... Just watching him a little bit today, I think he's he's missed playing. It seems like, and you kind of need to watch out for somebody like that. They're they're out there, especially him. It's it's going to be fun. I mean, I think all the guys out there are loving this, um, but they've never seen him really. You know, they they they've watched him on television. I guess someone was calling him. He wants to show his kids, which is really actually kind of cute, that he's not a YouTube golfer anymore. Because they've never seen him. You know what I mean? they, were, they were like they, they were like a year old, right? Right when he was winning the tournament. But now that they're older, you know, he wants to show them that who who their father is on the golf course, and that's dangerous situation too for the rest of the field. Because yeah. when you have that type of want, oh my gosh, that guy, forget it. Yeah, you know, what's amazing about that is some some of the. Hotter players right now are half his age. Well, little, little over. I know. Uh, a little under half his age, I guess. They're in 22. We were talking Michelle, 22, 23 years yeah. old. Right. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. He's 42, right? He'll be 42 in a, like a month. Oh, that's right, in December. Is it, isn't he right yeah. around Christmas Day is his birthday, isn't it? Yeah, all wonderful, wonderful, great players. We're born in December. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, uh, here <laughs> we okay, go. Okay, sure. <laughs> here we go. You know, it's funny, anyway, Rock. Um, <laughs> you share your birthday with the Pope. Oh, cool. Oh, God. Don't, why did you no, tell God, him no, that? No, the only reason I'm that gives me opposite. some, some uh, you know, I'm some being... saving grace because he also shares it, unfortunately, with my dad. But then there's also Michelle yeah, Tafoya. So there's... Oh, Michelle Tafoya, the Pope, yeah. your dad, and Rocco oh, Mediate. Yeah, 
That's well, bad right there's there. There's a quad right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the former Pope. Glad he doesn't know. I know what corner well, I would uh, run to in that uh, scenario. <laughs> running, straight, running straight to Michelle. I understand completely. So basically, if you're born on that day, you're mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and full of you know what most of the time. Yeah. And you have a lot of information that really means nothing to anybody but yourself. That that would be that that especially in December seventeenth for sure. December seventeenth, one week, yeah, well, yeah. eight days before Christmas. Did you yeah, get, did you um, get jobbed on birthday presents because you were one week inside of one week at Christmas? Oh, we were kids. I have me and my two sisters. My mom would pile up presents like twelve feet high. Really? It was hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. You know, my dad's a, a hairdresser his whole life, still cutting hair at 80. Right. Yeah, we'd have like 4,000 presents. They'd be teeny things, but there'd be 4 million presents around the tree. It was hilarious. God, how so, uh, No, I didn't get gypped at all, actually. No, I, I actually did good. <laughs> well, see, that's how... I'm going to tell my wife you said gypped, by the way, because she is a gypsy. She's gypped. bohemian. <laughs> oh, yeah, gypped. Yeah. <laughs> that's where gyp came from. I got it's gypsy, gypped. That's... I feel like that word's, that word's coming back. I've noticed it a lot lately. I got gypped? Yeah, after not hearing it for like 20-some years. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why either. I just, Michelle, where, where are you at now? I mean, as far as uh, club. You mean where am I playing? Yeah. Well, I'm not really playing that much. <laughs> it might seem like it, but I'm not. I play a little bit out at Medina. I play at Minicata wow. once in a while, so I'm members of both of those courses. And then, you know, I'll play. We've hosted some tournaments around town with the team, so I've played at Olympic quite a bit, and we hosted at Prestwick cool. Golf Club too. So, I, I mean, I get around. It's funny. I've played a lot more courses since I stopped playing, but I'm not playing right. as much. So how about you? Right. I'm just at Golden Valley some. Okay. Lafayette some. I'm all over the place. Okay. We should get I'm together and play one of these days. Yeah, yeah I want to watch. Yeah, I'm home most of the time. Yeah, Tom doesn't play anymore. He plays like two holes and he's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it. He just, he, he just loses interest. That's all. He loses interest. Yeah, I got I got a weird brain. There's no question about that. Now, that would be a yeah. ball to go out just to walk along and oh, watch yeah, you we'll two play that. golf. That would be great. Yeah, I'd love that. We'll do that next summer. We'll get Lumpy and throw him in there. Oh, yeah, you got to get Timmy Heron in there. Timmy's yeah, about... He, he just, he, he just got um, uh, put in the Minnesota Golf Hall of Fame yesterday. Timmy did? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't so know we that. We got another Hall of Famer. I got to give Timmy a call. We should give Timmy a call. Timmy. Yeah, he just well, got yesterday at Wyzetta. But Alyssa is a better person than Tim is anyway, so that's good. <laughs> oh, no question about I that. I tell you what, that woman could play golf, and I'll still never understand why she never turned pro. Don't you think she was certainly good golf. Absolutely. Why didn't she turn pro? family. Did you ever hear what she did to me, Michelle? Here, not another woman. We, I was telling a story earlier, uh, Rock, before you called, that 240-yard uh, par three out at Medina, I knocked it to about a foot. This is about 10, 12 years ago, 20. I, well, I don't know how long ago it was. It's a long time. I knocked it to a foot, and I turned to Michelle Redmond, and I said, beat that. And she did by holding it out. But oh, my God. It's a true story. <laughs> it is. That's uh, a true I story. She held it out for a hole-in-one. But I... Uh, so I'm going to see Lumpy playing down at the PGA in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. And Alyssa calls me because she's Tim's manager, pretty much. And she calls me and right. says, okay, I left the credential at the front gate. Just pull up the front gate and get your credential and then come on out and you can walk along with Tim because Tim wants you to walk with him on the golf course. I say, yeah, no problem. So I pick up the credential, uh, park my car, and I go to go in. Because I got, I just put the lanyard over, uh, around my neck and whatever. He looks at the picture and he goes, is that supposed to be you? I said, what? He goes, did you even look at that credential before you put it on? I said, no. He said, is your name Tom Bernard? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, that's what it says on there. But look at the picture. I turn it around, it's a picture of Alyssa. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you I love so, it. Thank you so nice much job. for that. You know what? That is that is something that, that you know what? I might even actually play that round with with Rocco, Michelle, and Timmy Heron, and oh god, that would be yeah. phenomenal. Unless be, unless Alyssa wanted to play. Oh, we would laugh a lot. There's no question about that. Yeah, that would be insane. And then, by the way, that that same day. 
people kept coming up to me and talking to me, and they were putting their like your, putting their hand on my shoulder, going, "God, isn't Tim playing great? It's just yeah, he's doing so well. He's on." And they all these people kept gathering around me. I'm like, "Was it just because I'm a friend of Tim's or whatever?" <laughs> this one guy goes. I gotta tell you, it's quite an honor to meet Tim Heron's father. <laughs> and the great best part of that story is Carson got mad at me because they thought I was his dad. <laughs> so what is that? You just lost out everywhere. That was that was terrible for you. You know, honestly, I might have to play golf again because I did have a magnificent time with stuff like that. It was. You guys might be dragging me back into playing golf again. I'm not sure. We will, though. Absolutely. Can you stay with us another segment, Rocco, or you got to go? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. H&B Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in. We'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. When you care about your job, you care about the job you do. At Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, they hire the best people, treat them right, and they treat you right when you call to schedule an appointment. Bryant Furnaces and Air Conditioners and the Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan are as good as it gets. This is Tom Bernard for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Visit SaberHeating.com for special savings on air conditioners. Plus, get more information on their Saber Blue Maintenance Plan. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the best of the Tom Bernard Show, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant, or as he's known, the backup to my hard drive, every Saturday at noon for highlights from the past week and classic moments from our vault. Winos deal with it, though, right? Winos never get afraid of nothing but running out of wine. That's the only thing that panic a wino. Wino could deal with Dracula. <laughs> right, anyway. Hey, man! Say, nigga, you with the cake. <laughs> what you doing picking in them people's window? <laughs> What's your name, boy? Dracula? What kind of name is that for a nigga? <laughs> Molina. <laughs> oh, good God. Molina's, luckily he's part Sicilian, so he's, you know, Mm -hmm. close enough. Richard Pryor, one of the greatest of all time, no question about it. No doubt. Rocco Mediate with us by phone. Michelle Redman in studio. uh, Just before Christmas. You know, it's a good time to talk about golf because, you know, buying people, like, presents and stuff for Christmas, like golf equipment, you know. What do you think, Rocco? Is that That's a, what I was thinking. Is that a hit? Yeah, don't, don't do it. He'll only throw it back at you. I actually don't throw clubs. I'm not big into that. I just... Uh, no, but I gave you some golf gifts once, and you threw them back I at did you. not. Yes, you I, did. It slipped out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> slipped out of my hand. Sorry, sir. No. Sorry, sir. I should have cleaned it because it's my fault. So did you, uh, did you check out... Uh, what, where's, where's Tiger current? Is he done for today? Yeah, he finished. He said, I just looked on there. He finished seven. Charlie Hoffman leads at 12. The Tiger shot 69-68 after a good year or so of doing nothing. So that's that's pretty good. It's only second round. So um, I think he should be. He's probably mad because he bogeyed 18, but, um, you know, the way he is. Oh, he's he, tied for he third. feel like he's. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's in a good spot. Yeah, really. He's eight under. He's eight under. Uh, Molinari is eight under. You got Spieth at nine under, and Charlie Hoffman at eleven under. Can Charlie Hoffman finish? And I don't mean to be ripping the oh, guy, yeah. but it seems like every time yeah, I watch can. him, he does well, and then in the fourth round, he just falls apart. Well, Michelle, tell him about those fourth rounds sometimes. <laughs> hey, it's you know, it's tough to have four good days in a row, no oh, matter yeah. how good you it are. Is. You know. Sure it is. Yep. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, no, nobody, I not on, not everybody can finish four rounds like you, Tom. I mean. Oh yeah, here, that's right. I've no. been strong <laughs> the whole way through. Oh, did you make an adjustment? That's it. Oh wait a minute. Now we got. Uh, there's a. There's an. Is this current now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so this yeah. is current. Tiger finished seven. So Tiger Charlie finished twelve. Yeah, Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Tiger's uh, seven under. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
Uh, he'd have told him you're going to shoot 69, 68, and pretty much play really good and keep the ball in front of you. He'd have went, oh, I'll do that. Well, how about this? I mean, here's what I love about this, and Michelle, listen to this. So Tiger Woods uh, is tied for for uh, fourth, and the mm-hmm. players right around him are Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Matt Kuchar, Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good players that are right around his score, aren't they? Yeah, and they've yeah, played all year. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and they played yeah. all year. That's a very good point. We're, we're not... We're not talking a normal person here, folks. No, we aren't. I just, I, I, I can't reiterate that enough. That this guy is not a guy just coming off of a, a back surgery just to see how he does. He has a plan, obviously. If he stays healthy, watch, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Because like I said, they, no one, these kids really haven't seen him in the last round at Augusta National with a chance to win with them beside him. Right. It's a whole different ball game. It is, because and you don't think you know still remembers how to do that. No, is there a cut in this event? Because there's only 18 no, players. There's, there's no, no cut. cut. Right? No, no, no. It's just four rounds. Four because rounds. because I know Brooks Kepka is five over. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah Berger is uh, is four over, and then everybody else is under par. But those two are, are four and five over. So, yeah, but 18 players are just they'll send them up. So Tiger does. I mean, it, it is amazing. Yes, he's. Uh, Apparently now Charlie Hoffman's eleven under, through seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I think he buried the last. So I oh, so this isn't. It says live, but so this isn't really live. No. The scoreboard I'm looking at. No. And it says the course is Albany. What? Where? Bahamas. On oh, the Bahamas. Bahamas. Oh, it's in the Bahamas. So it's not the worst place to play golf in the world. Nope. I've no. seen. Yeah, there there've been worse times. That's Albany, New York. <laughs> he brings up a picture of Albany. Yeah, he's like, Man, that looks a lot like Albany, New York. Like as I'm going off the uh, PJ site. The PGA. Yeah, that's not a good site to go off of. <laughs> wow. The PGA site's not PGAtour.com. It's not the not the route to take. It's it's not the best. It's not the best. Why is that? It's definitely not. Who knows? It should be the best ever, seeing that it's our site. <laughs> okay, we're about a month out. For a brand new year of golf, do you think Spieth gets better? What do you guys oh, think? Oh, I'm sure he'll continue to improve. There's, you know, he's, I think everybody wants to do that. I mean, I don't think he's going to change his golf swing 94 times. Right, right. Um, I, I just think he's going to try to improve on what he doesn't think he's very you know, great at or, or, or efficient at. They all do. Um, you, you, you can dial in now so much with track man and stuff. It's ridiculous what you can do with that. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think everybody is. I mean, I, I think everybody keeps trying to figure out what makes them better. But if you play great, I don't see why it would change something. You might want to get better at certain shots or, or certain curves or something like that. But some guys get great and then say, well, i got to do something to keep myself great. Well, how about if you just keep doing what's made you great already? Might maybe try that one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it a million times, too. I mean, yep. People win big events and go, oh, my God, what do I do to stay here? Well, first of all, you're not ever going to stay that good. Nobody is. couple guys, right? So if you can just stay reasonably like you are that when you won a big event or any event, I don't see the problem. I, I don't understand. But retooling the whole thing, a lot of guys don't come back from it. There's been a lot of guys that went bye-bye, and girls, for that matter. Yeah, there is. So, I just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I, I have noticed that... The, uh, television viewership of golf has has been way down since Tiger kind of took mm-hmm. some time off there. He did draw people into that sport that had never watched golf in oh. their lives. There's no question about that. Yeah, two guys did it. Mr. Palmer yeah. started it. Yeah. And then Tiger took it over. Now, not that there were aren't other guys, but these two guys were oh, like Jack Nicklaus. The biggest reasons for yeah, I mean Jack, all those guys, but, but Arnold started it. He, he brought it to television basically. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And then everybody fell in love with him because he was just basically a normal guy who could play really good golf, right? Yeah. And then Tiger came in and all of a sudden did what he did, which no one's ever come close to doing, winning at the percentages he won at. Yeah, Um, yeah. And more people came. The purses went sky high, and they still go up. And now if he comes back and plays 
you know, five, six more years in a row or something like that, holy moly, what's going to happen? Well, he's like 42 years old. He could certainly do that. Michelle, has there ever been oh, a yeah. woman, a woman that dominant? Was Patty Berg that dominant in her day? Well, yeah, her or Kathy Whitworth. Kathy Whitworth. Yeah, yeah. I would say she probably was. But God. it's amazing now, even on the men's tour, the the competition. Everybody's so much closer now than they were even when I played. Oh yeah. You know, so that's that makes it yeah. even more difficult and even more special. Even what Tiger did, to be honest, because Annika was very dominant when I played, but you know, I don't think she was quite as dominant as Kathy Whitworth and right. Patty Bergs and some of them. Right. But the competition was a lot more difficult at that point. You know what's great about golf is for a, for just a hack golfer uh, like me, the great thing about that sport is, ooh, they have a new golf ball. I'm sure it's going to make me much better. <laughs> you know, it's exciting. Right. <laughs> but it's true. You would go, ooh, look at this driver. I'll be much better with this driver. I, I, I You know, I used to do a lot of uh, commercials for Golf Galaxy. I used to do all their voiceover for them. So I would go out and visit the client well, like you're supposed to do. And I was standing in the fitting area out there in, in Plymouth, right off County Road 9, in the Golf Galaxy. And this guy came in, and uh, he's, he's looking for a new driver. So I'd like to get a new driver. And so the Golf Galaxy employee says, okay, uh, stiffness, and blah, blah, blah. Well, how far do you hit your current driver? Uh, about 300. Yeah. That's what the, and, I, and after the guy left, I turned to him and I said, how many people tell you that your average drive is 300 yards? He goes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who comes in can hit it 300 yards. Why do you want a new driver if you're hitting it 300 yeah. yards? Explain that to me. Yeah, there's like five guys on the regular tour that average over that. So I'm sure he does <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What what the average guys hit, hit what do they hit at about 220 or 225 is that about right In the air maybe in the air it depends Yeah it depends but you know Yeah uh, it, it, it just depends everyone says they hit it so far I mean They do Um I, yeah I mean they all say it I mean I saw it that was it that was it uh, PJ Superstore yesterday thinking around with uh, just looking at some numbers on the on the on the, on the uh, which I'm gonna call whatever the trackman thing and I'm Yeah I was just, I was hitting a few putts on the little synthetic green, which is really cool, and talking to Ian, the guy I'm, I'm uh, working a little bit with there. And guy comes in to talking to one of the other guys. He goes, so does shaft make a difference on distance? And you know, he didn't know. Does does what does loft do? He's asking some legitimate questions. I'm kind of listening, right? I'm I'm about ten feet away, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the the guy sitting him goes, yeah, well, sure, it all matters. Kind of does it fit your golf swing, your speed? He goes, how far do you hit? He goes, well, I average like 280, 290. And I'm looking at him going, I would love to see. I would love to see because if we went to the machine, because I, he was going to go get fitted, but I couldn't say. I wanted to say so bad just to see what it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 280 to 290. But I would say it's more like 230 or 240. Yes, there, there's no doubt about you could, that. You could just tell, you could just tell, which isn't a bad distance for people who don't play any. You know, it doesn't no. matter. I tell the kids now that ask me. What do I do to be great? I'm like driving the fairway. Yeah, hit it in the fairway. Right. Doesn't matter how. I suppose. As a a man, Michelle, tell me your numbers on this. But as as a guy on the PGA Tour, or or the Champions Tour for that matter, just say PGA Tour. Let's say I'm a 22-year-old. I got my card, and I want to ask somebody who's played the like I've played forever. Right? How? how, What what do I do to survive for 20 for 30 some years? To well, you drive in fairways. How far have I got to hit it now? Give me 280 to 290 only. Now, that sounds like a lot, but back in my day, that wasn't even visited. Right? Mm-hmm. But now, right. if you give me 280 in the middle of every fairway, oh, God. what are you going to do? Yeah. Absolutely. What are you going to do? You're going to kill people most, not all the time, but a lot of the time. A lot of the time. You know, but they're kinda... trying to hit 320, and they can't. No, exactly. Hey, Rocco, no. you ought to recruit and sometime with me. Oh, there <laughs> you go. You, would, you hey, get all these. I would love to because you're right. Like, let's for instance, when you when you were in your prime age and playing your best golf, what was the average driving distance on your tour? Total you know? distance was 240, 250. Okay, so if you tell a girl coming out of college, listen, give me 240 off the tee in the middle of every fairway. 
Every once in a while, you'll pop one to 250, 260, she'll roll out. Mm -hmm. That's all I want from you is 240. They're going to beat somebody. Right. They're, they're going to beat people. That's what the great ones, you have to drive in the fairways. Um, um, to, to obviously, now it's changed. You know, I, I looked at a stat, and I told you this a few months ago, Tom, when JT won, I call him JT like I know him, when Justin won the um, <laughs> PJ this year at Quell Hollow, he hit 48% of the fairways. Really? 48, and the rough was 12 feet high, but he led the right. driving stat distance to 328. That's, that's insane. 328? When I played, yeah, that was his driving distance. He, he led that week. But, Michelle, when you played majors, I guarantee you, as, as I'm going to say, fairways and greens are what got the job done. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. You have to putt great. You just have to putt okay if you hit all the fairways and greens. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Major, because par was something that made nowadays... It's changed. It really has. I mean, open, you know, this year's open was kind of weird because of the golf course, but you look at Shinnecock next year, which is going to be about 500 yards shorter than uh, whatchamacallit this year they played at, on yeah. our, on our, and, and that U.S. Open, right around par is going to win. Didn't Corey Pavin right win the last par. time they played at Shinnecock? Yes. I thought yes, so, yeah. I thought so. It was either Corey or Retief. I think maybe Retief won. Corey won before Retief. Oh, before Retief. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think Retief won in 07. I don't remember the year. Maybe it was Anyway, uh, but Corey won in the ni late 90s. i got to tell you a depressing thing that happened because Catherine's kind of straightened away the house for the holidays and all that stuff, and she was going, I'm bringing down the uh, the decorations, and I find two plaques. I've had two holes in one in my life, one on 11 and one on 14 at Golden Valley. And I looked at the plaque. Wow. Oh, I know. It was wonderful. Huh? I looked at the plaque <laughs> on number 11, and I got depressed looking at it because that's a little uphill. Number 11's a little uphill. It was. It's yeah. always into the wind a little bit. It doesn't ever seem to be down. Mm -hmm. It's always into the wind a little bit. And I had a hole in one with an eight iron from 162 yards. There is no way I could hit an eight iron anywhere near <laughs> that far anymore. It was depressing. <laughs> And you shouldn't have been trying then either, by the way, even though it did go in. Well, I, what I was trying to do was leave it under the hole so I'd have an uphill putt. And I hit it a little thin so it wasn't the hole. <laughs> oh, now the truth comes out. <laughs> now the truth comes yeah, out. okay. You guys have been unbelievable. Rocco, we'll see you next week, I hope. You got it. Yeah, right. you, you'll see me next week. I leave Friday. And Michelle, I'll see you in the summer. Sounds great. Fantastic. Nice talking to you. Right, Michelle, great having you in studio. Thanks for having me. It was fun. you got to come over more. It would be wonderful <laughs> getting be in studio with, with Rocco. That was wonderful, Love just too. talking about a game that, I, I don't know, millennials don't play a lot, but a lot of good things are happening, so hopefully it'll make a, a strong comeback because I tell you what, if Tiger's playing, I probably will watch most of the tournaments he plays in. Yeah. So that'll be a good thing. I enjoyed watching today, no doubt. Absolutely. Have a magnificent weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Tom Bernard Show.